Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Supernatural Saturday. I am your host, Praying Medic. For those of you who are new to Supernatural Saturday, I do live streams here on Telegram on the second Saturday of every month at 1 p.m. Eastern, starting a little early today because I have an appointment later this morning. So we're starting a little early. Uh, those of you who are new to my platform, uh, my videos, this broadcast will be available on replay on my Rumble channel, also on both of my websites, prayingmedic.com and prayingmedic.org. All of my live streams and broadcasts are also available on my Podbean channel. You just go on Podbean, search for Praying Medic, and you can actually download the videos and the audio files there. All right, Supernatural Saturday, we're going to be talking about supernatural topics, and today is question and answer. Uh, I'm going to uh, call on people who have their hands raised. Oh, look, we already have somebody with their hand raised. In the mobile app, if you want to ask a question or give us a short testimony, go in a little mobile app and raise your hand, and I will call on people who have their hands raised, and I will try to answer their questions. Uh, this is not a time for prayer requests. If you have a prayer request, you can put it in the Telegram channel, and we'll have a bunch of people pray for you. Or you can send it to me by email. On both of my websites, prayingmedic.com and prayingmedic.org, there's a contact tab. If you click on that contact tab, uh, you can send me a prayer request, and I'll pray for you. But I'd rather not do that on the air. Uh, it just it takes a lot of time, and people want to have uh, answers to questions. So let's reserve this time for question and answer and testimonies. If you have a short testimony, you are welcome to share it. And without further ado, Sharon May has her hand up. Sharon, are you able to unmute yourself? I think I did. There you did. did. Yay. Good. You got okay. it. Okay, I'm totally new to this. My sister uh, led me to you, and um, I'm just learning how to navigate this and learn about you and, um, you know, your ministry. But um, I, uh, I, I'd i like to know a, a tiny bit about your story or how I can find out about your story. Oh, alrighty. Well, I would be happy <laughs> to tell you my story. It's, it's an interesting story. Uh, my story, the backstory. I am a. I, I worked uh, as a paramedic, a career paramedic, for 35 years. I worked in various parts of the country. Uh, most recently, here in Phoenix, Arizona, I have worked everything from flight medicine to fire department EMS. I was a firefighter paramedic. Uh, I worked private ambulance. I worked hospital-based EMS. Uh, I've done a lot of different things. And I was a former atheist, uh, am a former atheist. Uh, most of my adult life, I did not believe in God. And to make matters worse, it wasn't just that I was an atheist. I was also pretty hostile toward Christianity. Uh, I mocked and made fun of uh, those born-again people. But then in the year 2000, I had a rather dramatic uh, encounter with the Lord at the fire station, actually. I was reading the book Left Behind, uh, which was recommended to me by my paramedic partner and my lieutenant. And reading that book scared the hell out of me. 
And <laughs> that night at the fire station, uh, I went from being a, a hardened atheist to becoming an on-fire uh, believer. The very next day, I was out telling everybody about Jesus. Uh, Road to Damascus conversion. So that was in 2000. And in 2008, I, I went to a non-denominational church uh, for about seven years, learned the Bible, uh, focused a lot on studying scriptures. Uh, at that time, though, the, the church that I was going to did not believe in healing or miracles. Um, I actually got kicked out of that church. Long story, not going to go into that. <clears throat> but I was kicked out of that church uh, after my divorce. And I started attending uh, an Assemblies of God church. And that church believed in healing and prophecy and tongues. And, and people were singing in, in tongues during the worship service at that church. We, I saw people prophesy over other people every day I was there. It, it was quite an experience for me. It kind of bent my uh, grid of understanding. That was, it was Denise's idea. Denise wanted us to go to a, a little more uh, charismatic church. She got her way. It was a very good experience for me. That kind of started me out in 2008. I had an encounter with the Lord where he met me in a dream, and he told me he wanted me to pray for my patients. And he said, if I would pray for them, he would heal them. And I began praying for my patients in the hospitals. And I prayed for people in nursing homes and emergency departments, uh, grocery stores, hardware stores. I was praying for people everywhere. And after seeing about 500 people not healed, um, <laughs> I, started, I finally started to understand uh, the importance of power and authority for healing and miracles and the role of faith. And once I began to understand that, then I started seeing people healed. And uh, I have been teaching on healing, miracles, hearing God's voice. Uh, I think we've published 17 books in the last 10 years and got a bunch more books in the hopper. So that is my backstory. And I'm, I've been doing these live streams uh, on Telegram here ever since I joined Telegram about, I don't know, year and a half, two years ago. So there you go. That's my backstory. Enjoy the journey. If you are able to unmute yourself, you have your hand up. Enjoy the journey. What's on your mind? Hello? Yep. I can oh, hear you. Hi. hi. So I keep hearing that we're going to be seeing aliens. What do you think they are? Like my oh, my pastor, gosh. My pastor <clears throat> thinks that they're, they're uh, going to be demonic uh, manifestations. Okay. Well, that's a good question, and I will answer it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know that it is very common uh, among Christians, uh, among Christian leaders, to teach that aliens are demons. There is no such thing as aliens. There's no life anywhere else in the universe. If anyone tells you that you're seeing or talking to aliens, you're talking to a demon. Well, that is a very common teaching, um, and it's understandable because as far as most people know, um, life forms outside of Earth, not including uh, angels in the heavens, but other uh, life forms 
are not discussed in the Bible. <clears throat> and, and a lot of teachers take the view that if it's not discussed in the Bible, it doesn't exist. Uh, of course, toilet paper isn't discussed in the Bible and neither are computers, but they exist and they're real. So <laughs> I don't take the view that if it's not mentioned in the Bible, it doesn't exist. Uh, I suspect that there actually are aliens, real aliens, real living beings from other planets, other solar systems, galaxies, and uh, I, I think they're out there. I suspect we have made contact with them or they've made contact with us. Um, I, I have uh, had discussions with people who have some knowledge of space programs and um, <laughs> their, their stories are pretty compelling. So I think that aliens uh, are real. Uh, having said that, the question is, what about the future? Right? People are saying we're going to see an alien invasion. Well, how do they know that? Why, why do people believe that we're going to have an alien invasion? What, what's the source? What is the information? Who's it coming from? Uh, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this this morning, actually. Um, and I, you have to keep in mind that two seemingly opposing ideas can be true at the same time. All right. It's not necessarily one or the other. So let's look at one of the um, scenarios. We've been getting a lot of information from the mainstream media and information from the government talking about um, UFOs, unidentified aerial phenomenon, whatever you want to call them, and uh, alien life forms. That's been in the news a lot more in the last year. The question I have is why? <clears throat> why now? Why is the government suddenly doing these disclosures about aliens and, and unidentified aerial phenomenon? Are they planning some kind of a psychological operation on the citizenry? Maybe they are. I think there's a lot of narrative seeding going on. I think that the government, uh, intelligence community, deep state, uh, mainstream media, I think there is some need for them to create a narrative because they plan to do something regarding aliens and UFOs in the future. Um, I was wondering this morning if one plausible reason why they might shut down the internet and social media platforms is an alien invasion. What if, what if the Biden administration told us that there was uh, an alien invasion, an, an imminent alien invasion, that they had reconnaissance and reliable sources of intelligence that said that alien spacecraft were either orbiting Earth or had landed on Earth and they were hostile and they were, um, it was a national security emergency. Okay. What if the Biden administration proposed that story and then said, because we're concerned that there's going to be a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation put out on the internet, we're going to restrict access to social media platforms. So they shut down Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and most social media platforms. They restrict information and they do it under the guise of national security. All right. 
here's where you have to be sort of discerning about what's going on. Okay, you can listen to your pastor tell you that he has a theory about what's going to happen, but you have to discern for yourself uh, truth from fiction. And uh, I think a lot of people are learning nowadays, especially with the Biden administration, that you cannot necessarily trust what the government is telling you because they're always running psychological operations 24-7, various kinds of psychological operations. Uh, and... And yesterday, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld the ruling in Missouri versus Biden, basically where a judge said United States government illegally censored citizens on social media. And I don't think that that censorship uh, narrative is going to go away. I think the Biden administration is going to find other ways to legitimize censorship. And an alien invasion would be a perfect reason for them to say, hey, we have a national security threat. We need to curtail uh, people talking on social media about the alien invasion. It's gonna cause panic. It's gonna cause civil disobedience. It's gonna cause civil uh, disturbances and rioting and all that. So they could use that as a, as a plausible way to restrict uh, and censor us on social media. Now, having said all that, uh, if you think about COVID, and if you think about things like solar flares and geomagnetic storms, right? CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure uh, and uh, Safety Administration, CISA has been warning us that we are going to suffer a cyber attack, a widespread massive cyber attack by China. The, the director of CISA has been telling us that now for six months. They believe they have intelligence that suggests that China is going to attack our critical infrastructure with, with a cyber attack. That would be another way in which we would lose, probably lose power uh, power grids would go down, probably lose internet, probably lose cell phone service, right? They're already telling us what they're planning to do. Do I, do I believe that China has the ability to pull off a widespread cyber attack? Of course I do. Do I believe that our government would pull off a widespread cyber attack and shut down our internet and cell phone service and blame it on China? Of course I do. Either one of those scenarios could happen. Here's the interesting thing about the uh, those type of scenarios. There's, there's also reports out there that you know we're going to have a solar storm. It's going to come. It's going to wipe out our internet and take everything down. All communications down. All of these, uh, all of these phenomena, whether it's a cyber attack from China, a cyber attack from our own government, a solar flare, or an alien invasion, all of them, or, or a pandemic. All of those things are things that we, as individual citizens, have a very difficult time verifying the truth of any of it. They always use an invisible enemy. They use an invisible enemy that we don't have the resources and the ability to verify it even exists. If the government said we had uh, six spacecraft land in various parts of the United States last night, uh, 
are you, how are you going to verify whether or not those spacecraft landed? If the government says we are not going to release any of the video evidence, we're not going to release any of the, uh, we're not going to allow people to visit the sites because of national security. We have no way to verify that there was any aliens that landed. How do you verify whether or not there's a pandemic? You can't. You do, none of us individuals has the tools to verify the reality of a so-called pandemic. How do we verify the reality of a massive solar storm? There's a little bit more, uh, <clears throat> there, there, we have a little more tools that we could use to verify a solar storm. I use ham radio every day. If all of a sudden the radio bands are full of noise and I can't communicate to people around the country, there's a pretty good chance that there's a solar storm happening. But I don't know if it's just a regular solar storm or if it's a big, you know, massive solar storm big enough to take down the internet. You don't know if there is a real crisis or it's a fake crisis that they're pretending is real and they're using it as a way to justify something happening. So um, all of these scenarios. Now, let's go back to the aliens. Two things can be true at the same time, two different things. Aliens can exist and be real, and the government can create a fake alien invasion and get it that's a psychological operation designed to bamboozle us so they can shut down the internet and shut down cell phone uh, use. So I, I would just caution people not to get locked into a narrative that either this is true or that is true, but both of them can't be true because opposing ideas can both be true at the same time. Uh, and you know what? Um, I've had some dreams <laughs> about, about internet shutdowns and communications blackouts, and I've had some dreams about aliens, and I have some reliable prophetic friends who've had dreams about aliens recently. I would not be surprised at all if uh, some kind of a, a hoax uh, happens or some kind of a psychological operation happens but the government tells us there's an alien invasion uh, and they use that as some kind of affront, a cover story for some other operation. All right, that was a long answer, but it was a very good question. Thank you for it. And who's it? Let's got their hand up. Eagle Mania. Oh my gosh. Should I call on Eagle Mania? Uh, Eagle Mania, you've got your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Come on, Eagle Mania, you can do it. Okay, Find that sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I pushed the wrong button. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, uh, any update on the Arizona elections? I saw some news. On update on the Arizona election. So Abe Hamaday got a little bit of a break this week. He was a candidate for attorney general here in Arizona. And I can't believe this stuff happens. There was a court order that was issued by a judge in his case, and the judge did not sign the order. And without a signed order, you can't appeal. Well, somebody, the, the Arizona Supreme Court, somebody in the Arizona Supreme Court put pressure on the lower court judge to sign the order so that Hamaday could take his case and appeal it. So the judge finally signed the order this week. Abe Hamaday is going to be appealing his case to the Arizona Supreme Court. The deal with Abe Hamaday is he lost to Chris Mays by reported loss of around 240 votes. 
that's the difference between him and Chris Mays. There are about 9,000 votes in Pinal County that have not been counted. They're uh, provisional ballots, and Hamaday wants those ballots counted, and Chris Mays doesn't want them counted. So he's going to be uh, appealing his case to the Arizona Supreme Court. We'll get more information on that. Carrie Lake's cases are moving forward. Cases, plural. She's got a couple of cases that are moving forward. She's appealing them to the Arizona Supreme Court. Uh, we don't have any news on it other than I will tell you one thing is encouraging. She has uh, been granted uh, a two-day hearing, which I think is scheduled for September 12th and 15th. All right, so next week, she's got a two-day hearing. This is going to be over ballot envelope signatures. She's been granted a, an evidentiary hearing on ballot envelope signature matching. And we just got a ruling saying that the Maricopa County election manual and the state election manual, both of them have uh, unlawful instructions in them instructions about signature matching that is in conflict with the state constitution. The state constitution says that signature matching has to match the voters registration card. And what they've been doing for the last two elections is they're matching all kinds of other signatures that they have on hand, not the registration card. So that issue is going to be probably getting resolved here pretty soon. And, and you know, we'll know a lot more uh, after the evidence you're hearing this week. Uh, so stay tuned. Things are moving forward. It's not over. And there's three cases still going on in Georgia uh, over the 2020 election. Those are moving forward. So, you know, keep those people in prayer. All right. Paradise Dweller. Paradise Dweller, uh, if you can unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Come on, you can do it. Hi, Dave. There you go. Sorry. Um, I missed you a couple weeks ago at the um, airport hotel. So well, that's I, all right. Uh, you know, there was a couple other people there who... <laughs> yes. Um, are you going to do another one? Yeah, I, what I do is... Um, all right, I guess I... <laughs> I have to spill the beans here. I am not like uh, most um, church leaders. I don't do regular speaking engagements. I, I have friends who write books uh, and do podcasting, and they are uh, going around the country and around the world. They, they're on the road speaking, doing public speaking events around, throughout the year, and they enjoy doing that. Um, that's not my mojo. Uh, I'd like to stay at home. I really don't. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, God has not called me to do a lot of public speaking. So I do one event a year with the Phoenix Full Gospel Businessmen's Association. And um, we'll probably do another one next year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any other public speaking events scheduled uh, for the rest of this year. Uh, I, I really prefer to stay at home and work on books. So I apologize. Do you uh, see um, Do you see the church being exposed here soon? With the yeah. 501c3? Gosh, the 501c3 is a really thorny issue. 
I, I know that that Mark uh, Mark Taylor has he's been hammering that issue, and a lot of pe other people have been hammering that issue for a long time. I, I think there's probably been a little bit too much made of that whole thing. What what has happened is churches, every church that is that is registered as a 501c3 has been demonized and has been called the tool of Satan because they've supposedly sold out to the government, sold out to the deep state. And I don't think that's true. There's a lot of churches, very good churches that are preaching the word, that are teaching people about the kingdom, that are getting people healed. And they're registered as 501c3s because they don't know any better. When when uh, church leaders go to you know Bible college or seminary, they're not taught about the alternatives to 501c3. We're registered as a 508c1a. Almost no church leaders that I know of are even aware that you can register as a 508. Um, they're just taught through history and tradition that they have to register as a 501c3. They don't see anything wrong with it. They're not selling their soul to the devil to register as a 501c3. And I, and I don't really, I don't like the fact that all churches who are 501c3s have been cast under the same light. I don't think that's fair. Uh, <clears throat> you know, in in each church, you know, there's some problems. Uh, some church leaders are obviously compromised, but I don't think it's fair to paint, paint them with a broad brush. So that's all I got to say about that. Thank you so much. That's helpful. You betcha. All right, Kathleen Graham. Kathleen, you have your hand up. Uh, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hi, Dave. Hey, Kathleen. Hi. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your prayer uh, regarding the healing of uh, tinnitus. You healed me of tinnitus. And I, I didn't heal you. Jesus healed well, you. Of course. Of course. Of <laughs> but, course. but you got healed listening to the video. I did. And I'm a nurse. Awesome. I know lots, lots of people with tinnitus that struggle with it. I struggled with it for about six months, heard your video, and, and I thought, oh, my gosh, well, let's try this. And, and it was amazing. And I'm sitting here today, no tinnitus. Um, I also have followed you since you uh, started uh, QD Codes been following you for a long time. I have all of your Q books. I have, I bought your Shiloh book. Uh, as have well. you read I, it? I, I, yes, I really like it. You taught me. How <laughs> me too. To, I loved reading it. Oh my gosh. And you taught, taught me how to get rid of the demons in my home. I've done that. I, I live in the most comfortable, wonderful place in the country. No demons. And this is basically um, just encouragement for you and, and thanks and praise and just love the Lord Jesus and, and love your teachings. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for uh, jumping in and leaving some comments and some feedback. I really appreciate it. By the way, there is a follow-up coming to the Gates of Shiloh. I, I'm working on a prequel to the Gates of Shiloh where actually where Charity is going to be the main character. That, that uh, should be really good. And more Q books coming out and, and a lot of other books too. So, Thank you, uh, Kathleen, for, for the feedback. I appreciate it. You and I'm glad to hear that your tinnitus got healed. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. Charles, the other one, if you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. 
Okay, great, great. Um, just a quick praise report. Uh, here in Michigan, in the past month, we had two massive storms. Uh, one, you know, were with tornadoes. The other was just like high winds. Um, in both cases, um, when they started coming near my house and I started seeing the wind blow and then seeing like the, uh, you know, the, the rain start hammering down, um, I, I did what you said and took power and authority over the, uh, um, you know, or over the storms. I mean, I said it was, you know, I told the storms it was okay to give us the rain because we need the water but uh you know to to for the high winds to start to stop and in in both cases within a minute they just it, the, the winds just died right down wow so i mean it did, wow. it hammered a lot of areas around my house but uh i i weathered both storms without any difficulties and and what do you think of that honestly um i i'm it's it's i, I don't want to say it's kind of heady it's 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 kind of humbling you know it's it's sort of a you part of you is still a skeptic um yep. but part of you is is like sees the cause and effect yep so maybe maybe it was a coincidence but you know then i look out there and i see everybody else you know there's trees down around my neighborhood but you know my property wasn't damaged because uh, i've had the same experience and and i'm kind of a skeptic about the supernatural i mean i was an atheist <laughs> for a long time i was very skeptical but, you know, seeing is believing sometimes. Well, I don't know if I would call it a confirmation or not, but uh, a couple of days, like about a week later, my mother, um, you know, her had a headache and I prayed for her. And, and she told me that, that the moment I prayed for her, the, the headache just dissipated and the tension in her, in her jaw went away and stuff. So I, I, I know this works. Yeah, well, you know, you have a lot of coincidences. Maybe they're not coincidences. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's awesome. I'll let you get on to the next person. All right, thanks, Charles. John with Jesus, if you can unmute yourself, uh, what's on your mind? There we go. I was hitting the wrong microphone button. I uh, know, it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But anyway, um, I'm kind of interested in this idea about Jesus and, and the peace that he brings and you know, you look out into the world and there's all these other ways that people try to have peace, you know, and, and including things like Eastern religious practices, you know, yoga, meditation, all kind of counterfeits and so forth. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like, you know, one of the things that I'm learning from you about emotional healing is a, is a tremendous step in the right direction to get the real peace from the real source. I'm wondering what other what other things that you would um, uh, recommend for people to truly tie into peace and experience the peace that they so want. Boy, that's a that's a good question. Let's see if I have an answer for it. <laughs> um, it's a it's a really good question because it's a it's an issue that I've wrestled with over the last six or seven years, really ever since President Trump became president, um, I, uh, I have never really been all that interested in news and current events. But in 2015, 2016, the Lord started giving me dreams about politics and current events and President Trump. Uh, and he want, he he told me to focus on these issues and learn about all this. And this was at the time when the House Intelligence Committee was investigating the illegal surveillance of President Trump. Uh, 
2016 and then going into 2017. So I started tracking on all that information. I started learning a lot, learning about the intelligence community, learning about the laws, learning about surveillance, um, and learning about how um, how corrupt our, our intelligence agencies are, like the CIA and the FBI, Department of Justice, and all the other intel agencies. And then Q came along in 2017. And Q put... My, I put my education on the fast track. But what I have noticed as I have uh, endeavored to learn about government, intelligence agencies, as a institutional corruption has been exposed. <clears throat> if I allow myself to become too immersed in the daily ebb and flow of news and current events, it robs me of peace. Um, I, I had, there was a period of time <clears throat> where I was listening to this one YouTuber who was doing, you know, daily news and current events updates. And he was really hammering the issue of COVID and the vaccines. And I noticed that whenever he would get on the subject of COVID and vaccines, the, the tempo of his conversation would increase his voice would get louder. He would get more demonstrative and, and more sort of almost into a, a frenzied uh, pat, pattern of talking when he was talking about COVID and vaccines. He wouldn't do it when he was talking about other events. But when he started talking about COVID and the vaccines, he became very, very loud and very uh, kind of, like I said, demonstrative. And, and I noticed when I was listening to him I started to feel fear, anxiety. And it happened repeatedly. And then it wasn't just him, it was other people. There are other uh, people doing podcasts. And when I went, whenever someone was talking about COVID and vaccines, I would feel this fear and anxiety starting to, trying to grip me. And one night I realized it was actually a demon. There was a demon of fear that was trying to find a way into my soul to rob me of peace. And when I realized this is a demon that's trying to, trying to take away my peace, I was like, oh, no, you don't. You're not, I'm not going to let you do that. Forget it. And I stopped listening to broadcasts where people were harping on COVID and the vaccines because I realized it was it, that was a way that the enemy was trying to get a way into my life to rob me of my peace. So I just stopped listening to those broadcasts. Like, I, I it's kind of, uh, I'm a little bit of an, an outlier in the community because most people who are in, you know, awake in the truth movement, they're always looking for more information about COVID and the vaccines. What study came out? What, you know, new research do they find that proves that we were lied to about the vaccines. You know, what's the latest number of injuries and deaths and mortality and morbidity from all these vaccines and stuff? And some people just can't get enough of that information. For me, I have, um, I, I understand we were psyoped, we were, we were lied to. It was, it, it was all a bunch of nonsense. And a lot of people have needlessly died because of it. And, but I, I, I understand it. I've moved on to other things. Um, 
God has me focusing on ham radio right now. Uh, I, I'm still having a lot of dreams about radio, mesh networking. Uh, I had a very critical dream two nights ago where God actually showed me my, um, my, what I think is my role in the coming revolution with communications and radio. Uh, so to, to answer your question, um, I, when I go to bed at night, I ask the Lord to bring his presence for peace into our house so I can sleep through the night uninterrupted without fear and anxiety. I limit my exposure to any subject that causes me to call, to feel fear and anxiety. If I'm listening to something, if I'm having, someone's having a conversation and fear and anxiety starts to rise up inside of in me, I will disengage from the conversation and walk away, turn it off, whatever, because I, I'm trying to be very deliberate in limiting my exposure to anything that's going to rob me of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and the enemy uses various tactics and strategies to try to get into our life and create a stronghold of fear and anxiety. And if you're struggling from fear and anxiety, I would suggest, number one, do emotional healing. Uh, emotional healing is critical, but also limit your exposure to things that cause you to feel anxious and, and fearful. If you think about some issue, whether it's you know, communications disruption or financial collapse or whatever it is, if there is some subject, when it comes up, it causes fear and anxiety. Number one, do emotional healing over that issue. But number two, limit your exposure to that issue, at least until you can get a, a perspective on that issue that, that doesn't allow fear and anxiety to come in. All righty. Very good question. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. All right. Benjamin Franklin, you have your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hello. Um, hey, I can hear you. I have uh, hopefully two quick questions, if that's okay. Okay. Um, when I get uh, prayed for and you know, people say like, oh, like, well, I, um, uh, I'm like very good. Oh, I have a good track record of healing, like 90% or so of people that I pray for get healed. My mind kind of goes to what about the 10% and am I going to be that 10%? <laughs> um, okay. Is that like a hindrance for me to receive healing? Oh, so that's question yes. number one. Uh, question yes. number two. Yes, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Question number two is um, when like Jesus heals and the, all the healings in um, all, the, all the healings in the Bible are like, it seems to be immediate healings. Um, I just kind of wonder like, why is it then that when, you know, so often when we see people get healed too, that it seems to be like progressive, like it, it takes a while. Um, uh, all right. I can answer yeah. both of those questions. Yeah, thank you. Yep. So, uh, oh gosh, this is a this is a touchy subject. I'm going to try to be as diplomatic as I can. I have found that in in the time I've been praying with people for healing, um, yes, healing 
is is a process. Healing is a process, and that is a uh, it's a deep subject. I'll, I'll do some unpacking of that in just a minute. But um, there are things that can create obstacles to healing, and one of them is a mindset, a belief that you're not going to be healed. And I've seen this particularly in the church, in charismatic Pentecostal churches where there's a lot of the supernatural happening. When someone receives prayer and they're not healed, and they receive prayer from someone else and they're not healed, and it happens again and they're not healed, and it happens again and they're not healed. Um, the You can develop this mindset like, I'm just not going to be healed. God doesn't want me healed. And everybody else gets healed, but not me. Uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Uh, that is a very unfortunate situation because what it does, it becomes sort of a feedback loop where you're even, you're, you become afraid to even ask for, for prayer because you don't want to be disappointed again. All right. So that is a reality. A lot of people deal with it. There are thousands of people that I have met over the years who have received prayer hundreds of times and they haven't been healed. And they've lost hope. They are, are discouraged and to the point where they don't even want to ask for prayer anymore. Well, here is um, what I would say to that section of people. There is a reason why you have not received healing. And it's not because God doesn't want you healed. What do we see in the Gospels when we read about the miracles that Jesus did? Jesus healed everyone who came to him for healing. He didn't turn anyone away. I believe, me personally, I believe, that demonstrates that it is God's will to heal everyone. Because Jesus healed everyone. He didn't say to anyone, well, you know, it's not the Father's will for you to be healed. He needs you to suffer a little bit more. Jesus never turned anyone away for healing. And it's my belief that God wants to heal everyone. But there are obstacles that are exist in our lives to healing. Sometimes it's emotional trauma. A lot of people have um, symptoms of pain, chronic uh, you know, pain conditions like fibromyalgia and, and other things. Um, irritable bowel, uh, a lot of the autoimmune conditions, these are all, a lot of them can be related to emotional trauma. Um, there is a physiological uh, condition. There are signs and symptoms of pain. There are signs, you know, migraines or whatever. And, and there is a spiritual and emotional root that's causing it. Many times it's emotional trauma. Not always, but many times it's emotional trauma. So if you go through the emotional healing process, go through back to your childhood, get healed of all the junk from your past, many times you will then receive prayer and you'll be healed. Okay, so that's one example of something that could be an obstacle to healing. Here's another one, curses. I, I wasn't a big believer in, in the power of curses until recently. When I started receiving testimonies from people who'd been healed after they broke a curse that was, a, that was spoken over them. I had a woman who worked at a, at a store with another woman 
and this the the first woman um, went to her boss and explained that her coworker was doing some things that were wrong, and uh, she actually got that person fired. Well, the woman who got fired then spoke a curse over her coworker, and from that point on, her life spun out of control. She started having all kinds of sickness, disease, misfortunes. Just bad things were happening to her like crazy for years. And then she listened to one of my videos in which, in the video, I said, I break the power of any curse that has been spoken over you. And she said, I heard the voice of God say, that woman cursed you at work, and then this curse is now broken. And from that point on, she was immediately healed. Okay, there was a curse on her the enemy was using to bring sickness upon her and destroy her life. And once that curse was broken, she was healed. That's a second example of something that can, uh, that can block our healing. There are genetic issues that need to be resolved. Some of us have uh, chromosomal problems. We've got DNA issues. Those need to be healed. Um, some people have generational issues, going back to their generational family tree. Uh, there are all kinds of issues that have to be addressed. In the book, Power and Authority Made Simple, one of the chapters, I list 20 different factors that are involved in healing and deliverance. If you just go through that list and start identifying things, eventually you may get to the point where you have addressed enough issues to where the next time someone prays for you, you're healed. What I would say is, Try not to become discouraged and lose hope because God wants you healed. But it is a process. Now, to your other question, why does it look like in the Bible healings are always instant miracles? Well, we don't get a very clear picture of how people were healed in the Bible. Let me give you an example. In one of the, uh, I think it's Mark five or it might be Matthew eight. It says that Jesus came out of a boat with the disciples and he went through the village and as many and then the people brought their sick to him and as many as touched him, they were healed. It says he healed the multitudes. But it doesn't say how long it took each person to receive their healing. Even in a lot of the accounts where it says that someone was healed, it doesn't say how long did it take? Like, for example, in Matthew 8, the chapter where um, the Roman centurion, his servant is healed. Okay, it says it. It says that when Jesus spoke a word, the servant was healed. Okay, but it doesn't say did he recover immediately? Was it 15, 20 minutes? Uh, we we don't actually get the time frame on how long it took these people to be healed. What I have seen in my own experience is, I see a lot of people who are healed instantly. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just pray for someone who's got, you know, a torn rotator cuff or migraine headache or something like that, scoliosis, pray for them one time and boom, pain is gone, they're healed, normal range of motion, everything's fine. Other times, uh, I have to pray four or five, six times before they the healing manifests completely. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. Um, I don't know why. 
I really don't know why it is that sometimes healing is instant and sometimes it takes longer. But I, I do know that people get healed. So don't lose hope. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up. All right. Who is next? Sarah Clausen. I see you have your hand up, Sarah. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Hello. Hey, Sarah. You answered a lot of the questions already that I was going to ask. So, going to ask. So, but one of the things that stumps me at times is a very strong stronghold in uh, the person closest to me. And I can't seem to the prayers that I use, or I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It has gotten a whole lot better. I know he has fragments and also an altar. Holy Spirit told me that. But uh, it's, it's not, whatever I'm doing is not doing the whole thing. Are you doing emotional healing? Uh, I can't do it for this person. That right, they have to do it themselves. Emotional healing requires the other person to be involved in the process. You can't, you can't just pray over somebody and say, I want them to be emotionally healed. They have to engage the process. They have to talk to Jesus and ask for their wounds to be healed. Right, so until that happens, I live with it. In other words, right? Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Yeah, because the Lord gave us a will. We have to choose. Free will. Free will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dave. I do counsel. I've done that for a long time. I used to counsel at a women's shelter. Learned a lot there. But most of all, Holy Spirit has taught me. And yeah, and I'm not willing to give up. I'm a warrior, so. All right, keep fighting. Okay, take care and God bless you and Denise. God bless you too. Rebecca, you have your hand up. If you can unmute yourself, what's on your mind? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I just want to share a couple quick testimonies because I haven't heard this type before. Okay. Um, I, I, it's about plants and animals. I have okay. dogs that, that howl mercilessly whenever their owners leave and I started commanding them to be quiet and minister peace to them and they stop really yeah they I, have, I mean they I howl. have never they, heard a testimony like that yeah they would howl just non-stop I mean just horrible so and you so any peace to them yes I I commanded them to be quiet wow. and I ministered peace to them that's awesome and then, and then here's my other one I have fruit trees, and I had a um, nectarine tree that died last year. Some got some disease, and it died very quickly. So I, this spring, I have two more nectarine trees, and they started dying of the same disease. So I went out and laid hands on each of them, and and prayed and prayed that the disease would stop, and it stopped immediately on both of them. Yeah. And it was real; it killed the other one really quickly. That is so, awesome. So cool. don't, 
Yeah, so then, but here's my big problem, is I did email you before, and I'm the one that, I host international students, Saudi Arabian students, and uh, you had said that you had been praying for me. I have a large tumor in my rectum. Okay. That began a couple years ago, and it was just the size of an olive. Now it's probably the size of an orange or a sweet potato or something like that. And I've been praying correctly, and I have done some emotional healing, too, but I haven't had any success with, and it's grown just, I just found out it had grown another centimeter. And I'm to the point I can't drive anymore. Okay. And I can't sit properly. Okay. So. Uh, well, I'll, I'll pray for you for that condition. And you have my email, so you can just keep me updated on that. Okay. Okay. I, I really, I really appreciate it. I've really been fighting it. And uh, it's, it's, there's a good bit of pain now. I can imagine. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, thank you for uh, stopping by and uh, sharing the testimonies and the update. Yes. yes. And thank you. I've I've read many of your books. I've been reading your books and, uh, you know, I follow you on social media, but I've read your uh, Healing Made Simple and uh, a couple of the other Made Simple books. So I really have appreciated those. Those have helped me. All right, glad to hear that. Thanks, Rebecca. Fred Furple, you have your hand up. If you could unmute yourself, what is on your mind? Um, good morning, Dave. Uh, what I've got is not a not actually a testimony. It's not really a question. Um, just a celebration. Um, I uh, got my my technician license uh, a year ago. Okay. With the general, and I got the extra. Uh, you got the extra. Now I'm jealous of you. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm a recovering electrical engineer, so it kind of, it's kind of... Uh, oh, so you cheated. You knew the answers. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I, I kind of... Well, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a, a, an Elmer company come alongside me and help me with stuff because I didn't know the ham radio stuff. And yep. uh, he loaned me a really nice Cambridge transceiver, helped me put up a uh, G5W, no, G5VR, is that right? Uh, yep, G5VR antenna. Yeah, and uh, that the antenna had a really high uh, SWR, and I didn't dare hit the transmit button on the, on the mic uh, for fear I threw in his, his transceiver. I said, this one on, has gone on for like a year, and uh, this last week, a friend had given me a, uh, a little five watt QRP transceiver, and uh, I'm in the Bremerton area. Oh, Bremerton. Okay, I know the area well. I knew you would. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I caught on the noontime net and hit the the, the button, and uh, I talked to a guy in uh, North of Spokane with five watts. Wow, cool. Was that on forty meters? About 40 meters, yeah. Yeah. 7284. Yep. Yeah, 40 meters is good for local uh, in, inside, you know, it, it, within your county or within the state communications, I found, because most of us, our antennas are way too low to be ideal for 40 meters. But the nice thing about 40 meters is um, if you have a low antenna, the signal tends to go straight up and come straight back down. <laughs> 
off the atmosphere, and you're talking to people who live 20 or 30 miles away, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I also, we, we replaced the antenna and put an infid halfway. Okay. <clears throat> From my house up into a tree, and it, it, it is working fine. Yep. I've got an NFED half-wave 80-meter dipole at my place, and I'm talking to people all over the country. Yeah. How many, how many watts is your transceiver? I've got a Yesu that does 100 watts. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I've got a QRP rig, too. I've got a little tiny uh, you know, QRP rig that is nice and portable. Um, I use speaker wire antennas with that, and I – make good contacts around the country on that too. Yeah, um, this is the, what I got is the ZU G106, I think. Yep. Isn't ham radio an interesting hobby? Oh, my goodness. It's fascinating. It is. It's fascinating. I, I think we're going to be needing it a lot more in the future. Yeah, that's, that was my purpose for finding Well, the fact that they eliminated the code requirement, and uh, I could never learn the code, and uh, we... Uh, we got the, the the little radio, and man, it's just really cool. Cool. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're making progress, sir. Yes, I'm too. So I, I will sign off and say yes, uh, 73s. 73s to you, sir. That is going to do it for this episode of Supernatural Saturday. We've been on the air for eh, a little more than an hour. And I do have an appointment I have to go to. So I appreciate you all showing up. Uh, the questions were very good. I'm very glad I decided to do a question and answer session this week. Uh, hopefully, those of you who are catching it on the replay uh, will be uh, blessed by the questions and answers. Again, uh, the replay will be available in my Telegram channel either later today or tomorrow, depending on how much time I have to do the editing on it. Uh, these live streams do have to be edited. I boost the audio and do some editing to take out the long, empty spaces where no one's talking. <laughs> They'll be available on the Rumble channel, also on my two websites, prayingmedic.com, prayingmedic.org. And if you'd like to support us financially, you can do so through our Give, Send, Go page. Our nonprofit ministry does receive donations through a Give, Send, Go page. It's... Uh, Web address is givesendgo.com forward slash PM. You can find a link to that on our prayingmedic.org website. All right. That's it. I got to get going. Thank you all for joining the live stream. Uh, I will catch you next Saturday, second Saturday of the month, at the usual time, 1300 hours, 1 o'clock PM Eastern time here on Telegram. Until then, love you all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.